Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. Got another beautiful roundtable with Sean Taylor, an Apple Warrior. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Doing good. Fat and sassy. <laughs> so, Sean, you just came down from the mountains. How, how was it up there? It was beautiful. I uh, I think I told Alpha I did uh, 43 days with no alcohol, no cigars, no nothing. I needed to clear my mind, and I ended that 43 days in the mountains, uh, uh, fly fishing in some beautiful, beautiful areas. Ah. It, and grounded, getting my spirit going again. Mm. It, so I'm, I'm, I'm great, great. <laughs> and uh, you, you came back and you're ready to rumble now. How about, how about you, Alpha? What, what, what have you been up to? Well, well, Sean left off the part where he told me, you know, he was wearing a man dress and he had a flute and all these other things when he was in the mountains. But you know, to <laughs> each their own. Uh, I've been good. Uh, the, the new addition to the family is here, Charlotte Roselyn. Uh, oh, good. About, uh, just about two weeks old now. And I'm so, thank you. So dad, I've forgotten what sleep is like. <laughs> uh, cause if, if I'm not working, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the, with the newborn. So, but it's been good times, definitely a blessing and always happy to be here with you guys. Yeah. It's always, always a good, good time. Cause we're always revealing stuff. I have a, I have a gentleman that's going to come on later today. Uh, Scott Shira, and he basically is outlining how uh, Nazi Germany and today are almost lockstep as far as like the vaccination program, uh, the social media lockdown, uh, concentration camps, kind of like what we saw in Australia, and they were about to do them up in New York, but they got called out so much they stopped. So it's uh, it's it's they're gonna try and sneak this stuff in on us. So how, what are you guys what are you guys seeing? Uh, I know, Sean. We were talking just before the show. You're you're starting to hack away at the uh, the foundation. Uh, some of these uh, corrupt political types. What what do you what do you see going on? Well, you know, we got a lot of movement in all kinds of different areas. Uh, Alpha and I kind of discussed the stuff that's going on with Trump and how they're trying to to fight him. And they're they're bringing out their big guns right now because they know that their 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 foundation is starting to collapse. And the people are tired of listening to the, the propaganda that's being put out by uh, social media that is being put out by the news platforms. And, um, you know, what, what's that new movie out that Mel Gibson just put out? Can't remember that. Down to Freedom. Okay, The Sound of Freedom. You have huge amounts of people that are going to that. Yeah. And that tells you a lot about what's happening in society right now. The people are going to it. And it's, it's, it's breaking records. It's already passed, uh, what is it, Indiana Jones. And you, you sit there and think about that. It's because people are going to hear the truth, and they're tired of receiving the lies. And uh, these propagandists know it. So, you know, we're breaking forward movement. we got momentum. Yeah, definitely a David and Goliath happening there. So how about yourself, Alpha? What do you, what do you see from your end? I, you know, it, it's interesting because I'm, I'm finally getting to see some of the things we were talking about a year, year and a half ago, they are now unfolding. Yeah. So it's one of those things, excitement, but also nervous because you know, it comes with, with these reveals, mm -hmm. you know, 
And, you know, speaking of the sound of freedom, it is such a powerful movie that everybody needs to see twice. And you have mainstream media that is the QAnon movie. It's the, the movie, the feed, you know, the conservative white male and like mainstream, they are so terrified of this movie. There's been so many attacks on it. And the interesting thing about the propaganda here is I expect that from them. That's not a surprise, but we're seeing people on our side of the coin who are introducing information and, and, you know, information about Tim Baller, information about Jim Caviezel, information about the funding of the movie. And those are warranted questions, but now's not the time. And, and I think people, especially in our movement, people, uh, not a lot, but enough to impact us feel that there's this necessity to be first and don't realize the consequence of it. This, this movie, you know, I, I think of it as like the, the icebreaker to the normies in society. And if they see mainstream media pushing this, and then they see people from our side of the coin supporting that, you, you take away the power impact that this movie can have. People need to listen, put that stuff down, focus on the, 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 the most important thing here, rescuing these kids, exposing what's happening to these kids. And, and propaganda is really, we're, we're fighting an uphill battle on this one. Yeah. So I know, you know, the, the three of us together, we would, we would probably, uh, make an excellent, you know, shooting team. Uh, we could just like throw it together and just go in and like kick some butt. There's, there's very few people like less than a 1% that can do something like that. Now I, I see Cabezal and Tim Ballard coming out with this movie, basically that 1%, you know, they're coming out, they're, they're hitting it hard. Uh, they're, they're sharing information, but then there's people that want to like, you know, nitpick like you're talking about. Uh, I'm like, Hey, it doesn't matter. They're out there doing the shooting, doing, doing the deed. Let's get behind them and, uh, and we'll clean up the mess if there's a mess with them or whatever. But at least we're getting this this spread out there. I remember we we worked with the uh, the Brits one time. We we're doing uh, ship takedowns on a uh, a cruise liner. Uh, we all jumped in and climbed, and we we're like shooting and looting, and uh, we're all having a good time. They had a different way of going in the door than we did, and it kind of threw some guys off. And some guys were pissed about it because they were different. But when we we talked about it later, we're like, you know, that's actually pretty good the way they do that. So. Don't worry about if you understand or agree with what's going on right now. Just get behind the fact that this thing is getting taken down right now. Uh, I agree a hundred percent, you know, and it's, hmm. everything is so polluted. You know, there's, everybody has to stand. There's no clean dollar out there. None. There's, there's, it doesn't exist. Every dollar has ran its hands through evil. It's when that dollar gets into your possession, what do you do with it? You know, and we got to learn that. We're going to rub shoulders and be shoulder to shoulder with people that maybe we wouldn't want to fight with in everyday life, but we share a common enemy. Right. And right now, exposing what's going on with these kids, that's paramount. And here's the other thing, you know, because, you know, and I've had some close people that kind of shocked me, you know, that try to chat, you know, that, that challenged me on this. And I said, listen, you know, if, if you're going to bring this up about Tim Baller, well, you know, I've heard this and I've seen pictures here. The dude was working undercover. Of course that's going to exist. He he was, he's literally working in the den of the devil. He, you're going to see him in places we wouldn't ever want to be. And you're going to see him with people we would never want to associate with. 
that's the business of undercover. And, you know, anyone that's ever worked undercover knows that, you know, you go to bed at night wanting to choke the people that you hung out with all that day because they're so evil. But you got the job to do. And and I think people just, they get they get so focused on the way it looks in Hollywood, they, they forget the way it operates in reality. Yeah. Yeah, so I, some of our best informants when we were looking for terrorists were the white terrorists. So it's like, hello, you can't, you can't throw, you can't like, you know, go against these guys. Uh, because they were, you know, once terrorists. Now they're like working for us. Let's let's get the job done. Let's get in and get it done. So, uh, Sean, you're talking about some uh, fun. We're talking. We just brought up money. Uh, we know money is is basically the 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 thing that runs this program. Taking away their money sources, taking away their ability to fund themselves, is one of the things you're very uh, very much an expert at right now. Can you give us any insights uh, of what what you're uh, working on right now? Well, when we look at the money stuff, you know, what the money does is it funds multiple things. Number one, it funds the information that they need. And of course, this is an information warfare that's happening. So you get off the money and they lose a lot of the information. The other thing that it does is it, it, it gives them armor. They're able to go to the corrupt judges, the corrupt DAs, the corrupt legislators, senators, Congress, wherever, and they're able to provide them this money and, and uh, for protection. So they don't have to worry about being indicted or arrested or anything like that. I mean, we look at Act Blue and what's happening with Act Blue. You have a, a person that gave maybe one time to Act Blue charity and they gave 20 bucks. But all of a sudden, what's coming out is Act Blue is utilizing that one person's information. And somehow that person is giving 500 times in one year for a total of $10,000. But yet they only gave one time. Okay. Why are we not digging into this? This is a money crime. This is this is them. This is identity theft. This is all of these different things. And so that's what we're kind of seeing. We're seeing a lot of the money and uh, that that's being tied into real estate, single family housing. Uh, it's being given through fraudulent mortgages or open ended mortgages. And then we've got to look at, OK, why? Well, we have such a mass uh, uh, invasion that's happening uh, that's coming from our southern border that they, there's got to be housing. So if you look at a lot of these areas that we had problems with the election, uh, you're going to see where they're they're bringing in huge apartment complexes. The one county uh, uh, that I was looking at the other day, they're bringing in 15,000 units, apartment units in this one county. And uh, for Tennessee, that's huge. But at the same time, we have small aircraft landing in that county, and we will have a group of uh, illegals get off of that plane and make a run uh, for the for the tree line, and there's a bus waiting for them. There's they've got to have a place to house them. So they're 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 funneling their money. They're doing their human trafficking. They're 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 doing all of it, and they're using legal means, being um, uh, fraudulent. They're actually fraudulent mortgages, but they're making it look legal. And uh, you have senators and politicians that have paved the way by changing legislation and things of that nature. So that's what we're trying to go after. We're identifying it. We know what it is. We, uh, you know, I've talked to you guys about the company. It's called Progress Residential with the hundreds of millions of dollars that's being run through it. Well, as it turns out, the guy who, who, who started that uh, originally came from Mexico. He wasn't even a citizen of the United States. He went to Yale University, got a degree in um, uh, uh, basically marketing, and has gone into AI stuff, artificial intelligence marketing. And now uh, he was working for the company that uh, caused the opioid pandemic. 
I find that a lot strange. Hmm. You can't tell me that this isn't an organized op operation that they have put in place. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the the derivatives uh, definitely uh, a thing that uh, you know is used in uh, in mathematics, uh, and they use that to in the banking system. They use that in the market marketing system, so forth. Uh, basically, taking uh, underlying asset and blowing it up way out of out of proportion, like you're talking about, Sean. Uh, those derivatives are basically going to crash, and they crashed in the last stock market crash. Uh, but the derivatives now are, are way beyond anything we've ever seen. So we'll see uh, as as we start exposing this corruption uh, that that ability for these things to uh, you know uh, fund you know these evil people, fund these programs, fund Ukraine, fund this trying to take down Syria. Because I think one of the things, one of the reasons why they want to take Russia out is because they've been trying to take down Syria for a very long time. And Russia has been stopping that out. So they're like, we got to take out Russia so we can take Syria and then we'll have Russia. And uh, of course, Russia is trying to take away their money laundering system, FTX uh, and Ukraine, uh, the bio labs, all the things that, you know, uh, the human trafficking, all the things that we've been talking about for years. So back to the human trafficking. So roundabout way back to the human trafficking. We talk about all these, of course, because they all relate. Uh, the human trafficking is a major money funder for evil um, corporations, uh, as as you've been pointing out, Sean, uh, through Maricopa, Maricopa County in Arizona, which is funding a lot of stuff in your location. So uh, if, if we start to see this bigger picture of stuff and we start to expose it like this um, movie Sound of Freedom's doing, let's let's get on board with it. But we're seeing how people are just going stupid. Stupid about all oh, all this. What you you see me decide? He covered his eyes. Yes, when they were young and they did all these pictures, they had them do all that stuff, and they they look back on it like ah, that's why they made me do all the all the photo shoots like that, so they could bring this stuff out later and use it against these guys. So we we've all discussed this stuff, and people that we thought were pretty savvy on this stuff are dragging their feet and dragging this this basically this this train is getting ready to rocket out of here and, and take down this evil and they're part of the problem. So this, I mean, this is just a piece of the thing. And we've been talking about this for years, the human trafficking, and here it is being exposed and people are like, oh, you know, just bullshit talking. I was like, wow, get behind this thing. Cause this is a drop. This is the tip of the iceberg of this. And you can't comprehend this and you're fighting this. And you're one of the people that we all, said you're going to be behind this and now you're not what what do you <laughs> what what is going on alpha a couple of things uh me and sean were talking uh last week and it was like this light bulb went off if, if sean remembers when i was about, oh, yeah. about who controls the cartels and before i get there you know to to add to what sean's talking about in tennessee you got you know uh, you know east texas you got el paso you have these communities known as colonias and there's these new ones that are being developed. And just one in particular, I'm trying to look at the name. I, I know I have it in a message. It's going to house 70,000 people. And they're not Americans. These are people coming across. So you're, you're, that's a military base. That's not a community. That is a military base that is going to be on American land with military age males. If people don't understand how dangerous that is, and then like Sean said, it's Tennessee. It's it's all over the country, but when we start to see developments that allow all these you know 
illegal people that are not from this country, you know, and they're not just South America. You're talking about Haitians, you're talking about Chinese, you know, there's a lot of people from parts of the world and especially parts of the world that don't like us that have now set up camp in our country. And so when we're talking about this, you know, long story short, I was like, Sean, you know, you have all these, you know, I have a source that's on the ground that's in South America, in the Panama area. And he's talking about, you know, the Darien Gap was considered one of the most dangerous places to trek through for people to get to the United States. Well, your true asylum seekers and your true, you know, illegals that are coming here to actually immigrate, you know, to this country, they're actually going through the Darien Gap because the normal routes are being controlled by the cartels. And they don't want to mix with that because they know, yeah, they'll get us there, but we're going to be victims of human trafficking. But there is one particular nationality that is going through with the cartels that is not getting thrown into human trafficking so much. And it's military age Chinese. And so when me and Sean were talking, I was like, this is interesting. You're seeing these guys and they're coming through with cash. They're coming through dress nice and some, and they speak more than Chinese. So I reached out to someone that I know is, is tied, tied into, you know, the, the Chinese information circle, we'll say. And I got the confirmation that Sean were looking for. The cartels are being funded by the CCP. There we go. And now, and I told Sean, once I get confirmation of that, that changes everything, man, that, that, I, I mean, this, this is different and it, it, I'm going to have to kind of go and re go through a lot of my things that I've been working on and now look at it through the lens of, yeah, these are Mexican cartels, you where it's a Sinaloa or whatever, but ultimately they're being controlled and funded through the CCP and, and that's huge. So I, I've seen a uh, massive, all of us have seen, and we've talked about this uh, on, on several shows, how we, we see there's probably going to be some conflict uh, in the United States, you know, having to do with all these people that are coming in. Uh, and I've seen uh, over the last uh, several couple months, uh, especially massive military movement, like I have never seen in my entire life. Uh, and I've, I've been involved in like, you know, massive operations, uh, you know, wars kicking off and all kind of crazy stuff. I've never seen the movement of military personnel uh, and material like I have here in the United States. Uh, and it's, and it's the cover is they're um, doing it for emergency, you know, response, working with uh, the local law enforcement and, and, and uh, health, healthcare and all that kind of stuff, uh, emergency responders so to, to back them up and help them in case of a, of an emergency. Oh, I think uh, they're they're actually gearing up because I I know there's a lot of guys, uh, special forces guys that are are down on the border. Uh, they're at super low key, but there's 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 some movement that's going on. What what do you guys think about that? Man, <laughs> you know when when everybody started sending me the video clips, I was like, well, you know, the National Guard, your reserve units, they will do a lot of training in the summer. You know that that's but there's way more than that. And so that anomaly can't ignore it, you know? And when you see, well, yeah, they're saying this is, you know, a logistic move. This is this move. Okay. And everybody's decided to do it during the summer. Like, you know, and from all the different military branches, you know, I'm not, no, I'm not going to subscribe to that. You know, something's taking place. Things are being positioned. 
And, you know, if, and here's the thing, it's when they don't tell you something, but when they try to do something under the guise of something else, because they know a lot of military people are going to be like, oh yeah, it's summer, you know, you got annual trainings, ATs, all this. And then it's like, well, when they, when the government tries to do something under the guise of something else, there's your first clue. Something's going down. Like something's, you know, there's a reason they didn't just openly go out and do this. And if we rewind the clock to early last year, we had U.S. military aircraft training to land on highways, training to land on roads, <laughs> you know, and, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, in case they're in foreign, listen, if we're in a foreign war, we're not too far from an aircraft carrier, right? you know, and if it's an emergency, if they're going to dump a plane, they're not looking for, it doesn't have to be a road. You know, they're, they're going to destroy the aircraft anyways. They're just looking for somewhere where they can eject and then friendlies can get to them fast. So no, none of those things make sense. So when you start to add all those things we've seen over the last 24 months, they're getting ready for something. And when you look at what's, you know, taken off in France and all these other places, mm-hmm. you know, when the the deep state is, you've heard me say this plenty of times, both of you guys, deep state's never going to put their hands up and say, you got us, we surrender. <laughs> It's yeah, over. execute us. We're yeah, we deserve it. Thanks. No, they they are gonna fight to to the death on this. Yeah. And when that when they when they finally get cornered and there's nowhere left to go, they're gonna flip the switch and try to create chaos in this country. And I think our government's the good guys, and in our government are positioning to try to suppress that as much as possible. Yeah. Find you see see that in uh, law enforcement or anything like that. What what are you seeing on your end? I received an intel report a few weeks ago regarding the 60,000 um, Chinese nationals mm. that came over uh, uh, across the border. They came in through, I believe it was El Salvador or somewhere in South America. They were brought over by ship. They were fighting age males. And basically, we opened the gates and said, come on in the United States. Mm. Uh, we have been seeing that. Then we have to also look at uh, what do we had pop up in, in different parts of the United States were these Chinese police departments. And basically what that was was the CCP keeping eyes on the groups of people that they have sent over. Okay, why are they keeping eyes on them? Why are they keeping tabs on them? Because they have to receive their direction, their orders. They have to be given their, their um, uh, basically what they're going to do. Uh, Alpha, I believe you remember some of the times that they have uncovered uh, Connex boxes and storage units uh, that tie back to the CCP that go into military weapons and things of that nature that were being housed here. Why? Why are they building this up? Why are the Chinese buying all of this property on the border? What is happening? They are, this, is, this is them setting up shop for what's to come. So if we don't have our people down on the border uh, looking at what's happening, getting ready for something, then they're just going to march right in, you know, and I hate to make the analogy, but if you look at the old Red Dawn movie, what happens? We just, they just infiltrate. Here they come. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the people need to start paying attention. You're going to start seeing, uh, you know, at first it was going to be the people from Mexico. Then it was the people from South America, the MS-13, all of this that came in. So what is that? That is setting up your infrastructure for what's about to come from the CCP. Because now we know for sure that they are in bed together. And, and to add to that, Sean, for a lot, because I know a lot of people, especially if they're new um, to seeing you or any of us, they're going to think, well, how could our, our government wouldn't allow that? Our, our military wouldn't allow that. They would stop it. Then I'll remind you, 
Look at the business dealings from Biden and Hunter Biden. You got Hunter Biden tied into Sequoia, Netabiota, look up Neil Shan, all these deals. This is these are all CCP and not not just CCP, the top level of your CCP. And they're in the pockets of the Biden family, who right now is in control of this country, depending on how you look at it. So when you think they won't allow it, it's yeah, of course they're gonna allow it. They'll position people so they don't see it. They'll put our troops where it's not happening so that these people can come through on, you know, without resistance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you look at the uh the Hollywood and the news and things like that, how much of that is owned by China and the CCP so they can control the message that's going out. And then they use softening techniques to bring in stuff like the clot shot that we had and trying to make it okay and this and that, right? So they have strategically put themselves in places to be able to control the information, be able to control the flow of money. And what that does is it controls what they can bring in, what they can take out, and ways to be able to, to basically collapse our way of life. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're seeing, uh, you know, the funding of all this and the funding of all this is, uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, you have to cut the funding. Uh, and that's, that's what they're trying to protect uh, in, in, uh, in Ukraine, uh, on the southern border. Uh, Mike Gill has talked about how uh, in New Hampshire, Sununu basically uh, has, has been, there's all kinds of funding uh, that's, that's going into there, uh, into New Hampshire. You know, we, we've had, uh, you know, Gisling Maxwell, basically, she ran to New Hampshire. He's, he's brought up some really good points. Uh, so there's definitely some funding that's going into the, the American cartels. So uh, the American cartels far outweigh and have more power and more money than the Mexican cartels. But they're like, oh, the Mexican cartels are the, are the baddies and, and so forth. Where do you guys see the American cartels in funding some of these uh, these operations? Sean? <laughs> well, when I look at this and I look at where the money is coming from, uh, you know, Toronto used to be the main money laundering point uh, on this 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 hemisphere. Uh, and, and, and now that is moved. Um, you have banks like Chase Bank uh, is huge. Uh, of course, they moved into the Ukraine after... Uh, they left Mexico because they got hit with a half a billion dollar fine for laundering drug money, narcotics money, and human trafficking money. And of course, it only made sense that you went to the Ukraine because uh, it's the way that China got the money to the Biden family, the Clintons, and various other people like that. So um, essentially, what you have is um, your your corruption within this government is being yeah, run. And, and let me let me just interject because you mentioned the Clintons because this goes way back. There were many of us, I remember being in the military, and we were discussing how the Clintons were being funded by China. And there was even talk of a coup all the way back then. So that's, right. that's very interesting we you have, brought that up. Yeah, we, But we have to go back even further than that. We have to go back to Old Man Bush. Old Man Bush is the one who started this out. And what people don't know is Old Man Bush actually did uh, uh, quite a, a few years over in China before he was moved to South America uh, um, for the U.S. government. And then, of course, he came back, went into the oil business and was over the GOP and things like that during the time of the, of the Kennedy assassination. So you have to look back through that time frame and then who was in charge 
when you had uh, the stuff that was happening down in Arkansas with Media Arkansas, where all of this stuff with the Clintons got started. That's where the Clintons started receiving their money. That's where the banks started popping up. That's where the money flow actually started and originated. And that put the Clintons on the map. And uh, I don't think the old man Bush was expecting uh, uh, old Slick Willie to be as slick as what he was and and, and to come up to as, as high of a rank as he did. And, you know, we, you know, this country, as soon as we had the Bushes in, uh, both of them, uh, that was just a prelude to what was happening. And then you had, of course, Clinton and uh, both Clintons that have, you know, caused so much damage to this country, caused so much damage to other other countries as well. I mean, Hillary was after uh, um, Gaddafi for how many years? Mm. And when you actually sit down and you look at Gaddafi as a leader, he was actually an excellent leader, brought the biggest river that there was to his country underground and built it. And we couldn't have that because they'd become an exporter of crops. So what does that fall down to? It falls down to money. Everything falls down to the money, the financing and all of this. So when you start looking at this, they have they have taken over the main banks, whether it's Chase, whether it's Goldman Sachs, whether it's the uh, Canadian Royal Bank, they've taken over all of these different banks. And that's where they're able to move all of your cash. And so when you're asking about, you know, at some points, in some points in history, even recently, we've been able to say, well, yeah, we have this cartel or we have organized crime. We've got the Dixie Mafia. We have uh, the Russian Mafia. We have the, the, uh, uh, the cartels out of Mexico. But at this point in time, what's happening is these, these people have joined forces because what's happening is organized crime has become global. It has become a global industry, especially with the human trafficking and narcotics. A lot of people don't understand that they have super labs over in Asia for methamphetamine, and these labs are as big as Walmart's. It is one of the most consumed drugs that there is in Asia because they want that workforce. And, and, and China is very smart because they're not doing things for right now. They're doing things for five generations ahead. The United States right now, we're just trying to fight for what's right now. They're five years ahead of us. So think about that. How, how do we get ahead of somebody who's five generations ahead of us? And the only way to be able to stop that, again, is through the money. So what has to happen is we have to take apart their infrastructure because it has become a global, uh, the global cabal. That, that is what has happened. So at this point, I wouldn't even break it up as in the, 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 the North American corruption, North American cartel, because it, it, it's, it's one cartel. It is just one cell that makes up the entire organism. Mm. Yeah. The, the other thing I would like to add to that, I completely agree with you, Sean, is people have to remember, you know, that there's, there's a war going on behind the curtain and, and the good guys are attacking this economic infrastructure of the cabal. And so as these resources are taken out, there has to be new ways. And the other thing too, is you gotta, you know, the cover up is how they get caught. So when you look at, you know, like what happened with SVB and we know all the different entities that were, you know, what money laundering money essentially through SVB. And then all of a sudden it gets taken down. Why? Because I can investigate something that don't exist anymore. And then the funds just get, you know, put into a bigger bank, you know, look at cryptocurrency. A lot of us love it. A lot of us are afraid of it. And a lot of us still don't know what the hell it is, you know, and one of the major ones, you know, and a lot of us have it is with Bitcoin. And you got to look at, you know, the, the history of that and the unknowns behind that. And here's something I'll invite people to remember. 
Look at when we started to take down major heads, cartel leaders, mafia leaders, politicians, because we, for many, many decades, these people went untouched. And then all of a sudden, Bitcoin came into the picture. And I remember when I first started going to some of these conferences for gangs, you learned about a thing called the dark web. I, had ne I was a normal human being, never even heard of the dark web. And once I did, I was like, I never want to go there ever, ever again. But, you know, how were you paying for, how, how does somebody pay for a kid? At the time, it was Bitcoin. How does someone pay for a murder for hire? At the time, it was Bitcoin. But then all of a sudden, we also see these people started to get caught. So then you have to ask yourself, who is in charge or at least has access to it? You know, so, you know, the cryptocurrency, what's going on, FTX, the, you know, what's funding these, you know, if we call them the American cartels or the North American cartels, a lot of cryptocurrency goes into that. And, and I'll remind everybody, here's the one thing we know about the U.S. economic system. The cabal wants to take it down because they want digital currency. The good guys want to take it down because the, part of the implementation is this hybrid of digital currency. So if the bad guys and the good guys want to take it down, the one thing you can bet your coin on is the system is going to go down. And I don't. this is one I don't think we're too far away from. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I wanted to uh, you know parlay into that that area now because uh, you know we're like we talked about in the beginning. People are having trouble, you know, with the sound of freedom. We're looking at a collapse of a system, an economic system that it will have repercussions that far outweigh anything that happened during the Great Depression. Far outweigh it. There's going to be pain that's going to be unbelievable now. We're all talking about it. We've been talking about it for years. Everybody's like, we want this to go down. We want this to start uh, uh, like, careful what you want, you know, be careful what you ask for, because it's going to take a transition for that to happen, whatever that is. I don't think the, the, the Nassar Jassara with, uh, you know, Bitcoin involved in it. I don't, I don't see any of that. It's going to be something completely different. It has to be, because if, if anyone knew what it was going to be, it would be compromised by now, by, by either side, really. Uh, so it has to be something fresh. It has to be something that's uh, created by us because I think everything is created going forward. So that's just one system. So we're, we're exposing the tip of the iceberg for uh, child pedophilia. Uh, there was one, uh, Sean Ryan uh, does a show. He had a, had a guest on that talked about the dark web like you're talking about and how if you had certain code words, passwords, whatever, you could get into the dark web. And he and his group posed as uh, a young, young female, and they had 35 men, wham, you know, all, all over them. Uh, some of them were, were, uh, you know, videoing nude. Some of them were like all kinds of crazy stuff instantly. And so, uh, it's, it's very, it's very ugly on that side. So when that system gets taken down and all those people are exposed, you know, we've talked about how there's like maybe the top 1% are evil. We got a lot more than that. We got a lot more that's that's bad, and a lot of a lot of people are going to have to be uh, you know rounded up and locked up. That's not going to be something that happens overnight. Economic system collapsing. Uh, we'll see uh, the educational system collapsing. The educational system is is just indoctrination for the uh, the Nazi system. Uh, you know, learn to work. Don't don't question. Do what you're told. You know, it's it's and they don't even teach anything that that works. So we're having massive systems that are going to collapse. 
So we have to, we have to like wakey wakey on just this one thing. I'm really concerned that people were having problems because I thought this was going to get blown up. Everybody's going to be like, yeah, and just, and now we're like, you're, what we're talking about, we're having people that are in the good side party that are resisting and bringing up stupid. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough road. It's going to, it's going to take a long time. But what makes it really confusing too is, you know, especially a lot of people that I talk to for info, you know, this, the political experts, this is what they've done for their life. You know, combat correspondence, you know, Michael Yan, you know, has done it longer than everybody's combat correspondent time tied together. And, but a lot of times you got to take their information and you, you have to, you have to manipulate it into what we know, because we also know that they're using historical data, but we also know that historical data has always been controlled. Somebody made it happen that way. Mm. And right now we're in a realm where people are trying to make it happen again. We're trying to use historical historical data to see where we're going, but at the same time, there's the organic response that's taking place right now, which we've never had at least in the last hundred and some years in this country. Mm. And and one of the things that has kind of been consistent is, you know, the death triangle. You have pandemic, which is and then famine, then economic collapse. You know, the the three are going to run in in this death triangle, you know, cycle. And when you look at the deep state, you know, when you go to a magic show, right, you know, here's the trick, but I'm having you look over here. Well, that's kind of what I feel like what's going on right now. And with all this transition taking place, I think we're going to see the pandemic of the COVID 2.0. I'm getting pretty credible information that there is either going to be an attack or a purchase of gas lines in Europe for, for the purposes of just bringing it to an end. And that, that effect on wheat and other things is going to lead to the famine. Now, the way it was explained to me is normally famine's going to take, take several months, if not even a couple of years. But if we rewind the clock again, what did our country do for a test run? And everybody was buying toilet paper. There was this propaganda of a shortage, which made everybody to rush. So the way it was explained to me is you can, you can exponentially increase the speed of a famine by creating this propaganda that the shortage already exists. So if you tell everybody, hey, you know, all of a sudden there's not enough flour and wheat and milk, you get everybody to buy this, the logistics thing gets thrown out of whack. And now what normally would have probably taken us six to nine months and given our government time to self-correct, now we just artificially just bypass that. And now we're something where it would normally would have taken, you know, a couple months or a year. And now we're hit with that famine. And then like they said, and at the same time, we see the collapse of a dollar or milk is now 20 bucks. Yeah. And you add all that, guess what? Nobody's talking about human trafficking. Nobody's talking about, because everybody's just trying to survive. Here's where you look over here. And then all of a sudden the rope pulls taking over here. So these shows, you know, what, what you guys are doing, uh, what we're doing, it, it is such a necessity right now, because if people at least have the idea or the concept of what's going to happen, People can start planning for it and, and not be in shock when it starts to unfold. Excellent. Yeah. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. Uh, that's so true. It takes me back 
I know you guys remember this, the old Y2K scare. You know, uh, I sit there and I think about that and I think, boy, I almost wish that would have happened because we wouldn't be in the debacle we are now. <laughs> Had it happened, we would be, we'd probably be fat and sassy, all of us right now, because we would have had to go back and, and, and learn how to live again. And uh, we've been having our own gardens and livestock. Um, you know, if, the, if, if I think it's inevitable and I agree 100% with what Alpha said. We are, the, they can create artificial uh, famines. They can, they can create all of this just by how they put the propaganda out. Um, I mean, and then we know that the government's not going to take care of it because look what happened. They said, oh, we're offloading these ships, but yet these ships are sitting in harbor for how many months? You know, and uh, so you have all of this stuff. So it's, it's all artificially done. Um, you know, if the collapse comes, I can't say that it's going to be a bad thing. Um, any loss of life is going to be bad. But any time that we can return to what our natural state is, and that being we are taking care of our family, our home, and and uh, being uh, uh, looking to God and looking to our spiritual uh, side, and we're giving thanks, and we're doing that, and we're living the right life, how is that bad? How is that bad? That That's creating uh, a different uh, social moray, so to speak. It's, it's creating where people are going back. You, you have reintroduced uh, uh, families to themselves. And, and that's kind of where they messed up with, with the stuff with the, uh, the COVID where everybody had to stay home. What did that do? All of a sudden, when you had uh, a full household, you had dad laying down the law. You had the people coming together, eating together at the, at the, at the dinner table. All of a sudden, the families had to come together. What did that do? That actually worked against what they were trying to build. Because all of a sudden, mom and dad are laying down what's okay and what's not okay. It wasn't the teachers. It wasn't the propaganda machine. So we have that little bit of a spark of, of good that's happened. And so if, if, if everything, if it, let's say it does fail, let's say it fails tomorrow. I would rather it fail tomorrow and us having had the COVID scare and the parents having to deal with the kids because now the kids already know what to expect because they've already been through it for how many months. And they already know what they're going to have to do, how it's going to be. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a, a return to what families should be. It's going to be a return to what this country was built on. It's going to be a return of working with our hands. It's going to be a return of taking care of your neighbors. It's going to be a return of all of these things. So if they think that they can break us by causing this, these shortages, by, by collapsing the dollar, that's where they're wrong. That's what this country was built on. You try us in our darkest hour and we will end you. We will come together, even though we may be from different parties, different socioeconomic classes, everything. We will, we will still come together as Americans and we will fight for one another and we will take care of business. So they are underestimating us and they're putting us into a corner they don't want to put us in. Yeah, and that that I you guys are like crushing it. So I I agree with everything. Uh, the the Chinese and whoever these these different groups are going to like you know come out uh, and start to uh, you know cause mayhem. Uh, there will be because we're ready for it. I think I think most of most of the people around the world are or at least around America are ready for this. The thing that stopped the rioting 
in France was, and I talked about it on the show last night, there was like these 30, just 30 guys that came out from a uh, Marine, their Marines came out from a base that was close to town. It was getting attacked. Uh, and the, the police were like, we, we had, we had these Marines to come in. And at first we, we just let them, you know, help out because they were really helping. They were really doing a good job. And then they got a little, little carried away. <laughs> so that's where it has to go. It has to get, it has to reach that point because we saw the, the police weren't doing anything. You're going to have to take it to the next level. So there is, there is a, a, we can, we can, you know, work with people. Oh, don't, don't, don't riot. Don't do that. Or you're going to have consequences. Uh, and then the consequences come and they have to come uh, on a brutal level, I believe. So uh, I think mis- many of us are, are prepared for that, but we have to, we have to be ready to actually, you know, implement it. And we have to be thinking of that. And that's just one aspect. So if a lot of us are, are talking about it right now, they're like, oh, these guys are ready for that. We're not going to be able to get away with this. Uh, we thought we were going to sneak this in here. So there might be a little hesitation in some areas. Some areas I think are going to like, you know, kick it. I think New York is, they're going to, they're going to rape New York. They're going to rape Illinois. They're going to rape California. Uh, it's, it's going to be out of control. They get to the suburbs uh, and it's going to stop. It's going to stop. Like there's going to be like a wall, you know, of, of, of men that are going to stop this. Uh, and, and some of these places it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be horrible. Uh, I've, I've seen this for a long time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about it. We've been talking about it. It's coming. It's going to happen. Famines always come for a, a, a complete breakdown of systems because we're going to see a breakdown of the system and it's going to be worldwide. The, the revolutions of the past are going to pale in comp- comparison to what's coming, but it doesn't have to be, uh, brutal for everyone. If you're prepared, uh, you, you'll be able to handle it. Uh, so that's coming. Uh, they've, they've done this, they've done it in Ch- they did it in China, they started everybody, they did it in Russia, they started everybody. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing the beginnings of it now. They, they started everybody in Germany, uh, and they got control, uh, Venezuela, you know, they're the, the examples are everywhere and they're, you know, happening right now, right now they're getting ready to flip that switch. It's so close and it doesn't have to be, uh, a problem for most of us. It will be for those that have no clue what we're talking about and discount everything we say and say, we're just full of it. And, you know, they're, they're going to get uh, left high and dry, but that happens in every one of these instances. That's why so many people die. Uh, cause there's so many people that don't listen to people like us. Cause I guarantee you every one of those times there are people like us that were talking like this. There's no doubt in my mind. If, if you go back to what Sean said at, at the very beginning of this broadcast, he brought up AI and if you go look, you know, someone just go look at MIT's AI and just kind of look at the way they, you know, excel their projects and they do it through what's called machine learning, AI learning. Now adapt that method methodology to a global map. You see what's going on in France, Venezuela. That is, here was the problem that it was introduced and here were the reactions that those all formulate into mathematical equations. Mm. You know, I always told everybody, if you want to know what's coming to the United States, we're about six to eight months behind Australia when it came to COVID, you know, all these implementations. So when you look at the cabal, all these different things, it's, it's, it's AI learning. How, how do a citizen re, citizenry react when we implement these things and look at this thing, 
we always said there's no way we would postpone an election in the United States. But all of a sudden we hear Zelensky in Ukraine talking about, hey, this conflict's going on. We maybe have to postpone it. And what's the result of that? How does the media respond to that? How does the global population respond to that? So this way, if we were to introduce, you know, postponing an election in the United States, they already have all these, you know, AI has all these plans of how we would react. So how to implement it to get the best reaction out of us. That's why we got to disrupt the system when it comes to that. You know, it, AI is a big deal right now. Um, there's a documentary on Satan's Netflix for those of us that still have it. And it's, it, it has, it's, it's on the, I want to say it's on the top 10, but it has to do with AI and it shows these people that came up with all these things for the right reasons. And then the military got a hold of it, <laughs> you know, guys that, you know, these dudes were out of MIT and they were doing by, you know, studying AI, using it for biologics or pharmaceuticals to heal. But they said, literally, all they had to do was change one number, a zero to a one. We all know about that because we're in the matrix. And the second they changed the zero to the one, instead of it, instead of the AI formulating healing, it was formulating biological chemicals or biological agents. And of course, they ended up getting called to the White House very quickly. You know, so it, it brings me to the point I'm trying to make is NASA last month, middle to the end of last month in June says, Hey, they have a satellite, uh, the Parker solar Parker solar pro PSP. And that said, you know, went on its mission said, Hey, we might lose the internet for, you know, a couple months up to a year global. Wow. And I was like, Hmm, <laughs> you know, things that make you, you know, it brings me to 10 days of darkness ten months of darkness, you know, you know, that, you know, that concept. If you wanted to destroy our ability to communicate, to destroy their plans, what would you do? You know, would it be the bad guys taking down our internet communications or would it be the good guys taking down our internet communications? Either way, we got to be prepared for it. What do we do? What do we do? We lose this tool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, AI, we, it's the, the similarities between Nazi Germany and us are very, very similar. Uh, IBM. IBM is a U.S. company, developed punched card technology to find and round up all Jews facilitating genocide. So don't think that that technology now through AI wouldn't be utilized to round up people like we, we talked about earlier that weren't vaccinated. Or what's, what's the next thing? Is there going to be another pandemic? Uh, and then they really push vaccinations. And those of us that are like, you got to kill us to vaccinate us. That's the only way you're going to get a vaccination. If I'm dead, uh, they they will know through AI who we are because of the way we talk and everything that we do. It's it's all in social media. So that's why maybe that internet going down for that period of time might be a good thing. Absolutely. I agree with that one, man. 100%. Send us back to the Stone Age so people know who their neighbors are. Imagine... If we were able to have the same conversation we're having, you know, and we're spread out through the country, imagine us being able to have these same conversations within our local community, you know, within our local county. Most of the problems that we're dealing with wouldn't exist because that's what we're at, at the local government. And, and what's happened is everything has become polarized. 
if you look over the past 10 years, they have polarized it so there is no middle ground anymore. They've taken out the moderate uh, area. So all of a sudden, if you do lose the internet and you don't have that polarization, people are going to start gathering in the middle again and coming together. And that's what they can't have. They cannot have the people coming together, so they have to keep it polarized. Yep. I would tell people, if you want to know how things would look, there's an organization that gets pushed all the way to the Podunk County police officer to, you know, the Metropolitan Police Officers. There's a class that they make all of us take, and I'm pretty sure Sean has taken this class too. They make us take these FEMA courses. As a matter of fact, you even get a FEMA identification number that you would register yep. when you go to the command post. Yes. And here's something that's interesting. And I was like, you know, this was a couple of days ago. And I was like, you know what? I, let me go see what kind of updates FEMA has, you know, what's going on. Interestingly enough, Sean, uh, my number no longer exists. Really? <laughs> and, 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 and the first thing anybody knows is in a, when you're doing these courses, it it's like an act of God to try to get a new number. Yeah. And then, and it's just like, so, you know, I won't say what I'm doing, but I did what I had to do to get my access and legally, but you know, in a smart legal way, but nonetheless, when I was going through it, I came across something I had never seen before and it's open source Intel. So anybody can go look for this, but there is a continuity of government that exists within the FEMA structure and it outlines everything. And so if you go and you study devolution, you study the continuity of government, and then go look at FEMA and the way they outline the continuity of government, it's it's interesting. Because if we get, if the brown shirts finally come out in the open, FEMA is the plan of how they're going to do it, everybody. that That's how it's going to get implemented. Because local guys are not going to think they're doing anything wrong. So go, go study that. And it's funny that you bring that up because what's happening at the local levels, especially the counties, is they are trying to give federal grants to bring in the militarized Bearcats to a lot of your um, your emergency responders, like your uh, your uh, EMS and things like that. And I was like, that's awfully strange. Why am I giving that to medical personnel versus law enforcement? Why do they need a Bearcat, an armored vehicle? So you start putting these little things together. And you start realizing, okay, well, this is a plan that's being put in place. What is it? Then you go back to a few years ago where the Department of Homeland Security ICE was running operations where they were going through training on how to clear house to house in an urban area, in rural areas, suburban areas. And they're receiving this training. Well, why are they doing that? Because Alpha, I tell you, if they're feds, they're going to be a back of the stack. They're going to wait until everything's secure. They're not going to touch a set of handcuffs. They're going to wait for everything to be done. Then they're coming with their sunglasses on and be like, ha, 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 look what I did. And they're going to get the numbers for it when it was actually the the, the, the cop on the street who made it all happen. But they're going, to, they're going to scam the numbers off of you. And so when you have guys like that, I'm telling you, what scares me is the Fed with a gun. Those guys are idiots, okay? I, I, I mean, they are. They, they really are. You can tell them, this is, this, this is my safety, and it'll go right over their head, okay? They, they, they don't understand that. Um so uh, they're just scary. We, I don't want to put somebody with book sense in a stack with me because I'm probably going to catch a bullet by accident, okay, because he stumbled or something else. Um, so you're, you're giving these guys, you're bringing these guys in, and you're giving them all this training, 
and you're giving them these 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 military looking fatigues and this and that to go do this stuff. Why? Why are we teaching the guys who only deal with the stuff that has to do with border on how to go into homes in the suburban, urban, and rural areas in in, in, in a in a uh, 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 basically they're going into a stack like SWAT would, and they're teaching them these techniques. There's no reason for it. There's none. Well, the reason for it is now we're starting to see. They're giving the medical side Bearcats. We're teaching these guys this, and it's going to come under FEMA. It's going to come under FEMA, and it's going to come under your medical stuff, and that's why they tried to push. That's why when you go to, a, uh, which I'm sure, Alpha, you're going to have this when you take little one to the pediatrician. You know, they've got this, this stuff that happened 10, 10, 12 years ago. Do you have any weapons in the home? What the hell does that have to do with my kid having a cough? Because they're making it a medical issue, Okay. That's that's how they do this. They're sliding it in, sliding it in, sliding it in, because then it goes in totality into one thing, and they've gotten their information. It, it's interesting, Sean. You bring up the Bearcats and the medical. Guess what they started to use in France well, to, with the, to deal with the, the chaos? They're using drones. So, you know, Ukraine used them in a military um, aspect. They're using it into monitoring aspect. And guess what? Everybody's everybody's okay with it because you gotta get France under control. Well, guess what? You're setting precedence because now when you get these pockets of, you know, summer of love in the United States, guess what they're gonna run a roll out in the American people? These drones. And and yeah. and that's an invasion of privacy. You guys, we don't want that. We don't want that in no. this country. And and they and we slowly been uh desensitized to it because how many Name a freeway you can go down right now where you're not going to run into a camera within five miles. Yeah, or an LPR reader that's going to be logging every move that you're going down, plus all the vehicles that have the LPR readers that are private vehicles as well. I mean, they they, they have, they, they're keeping track. That's why a lot of states have issued new license plates within the last one or two years uh, is so that the LPR readers, the license plate readers, will pick up on them. And then, of course, that information is logged with Homeland Security and the FBI and whoever else. NSA... And then for the people to say, well, I don't, you know, that stuff doesn't bother me because I got nothing to hide. Okay, you have nothing to hide. Let's go back to the conversation we had surrounding the famine. And let's let's add a pandemic to that, which in an economic collapse, now you know there's a shortage of food. You know that there's this quote-unquote deadly virus that's out there. And the only way you're going to get into Stater Brothers, because we saw this unfold in Europe, we saw it unfold in Australia, the only way you can get into that store is if you got a digital ID, you got a vaccination card. We're, we're talking about a big brother eye that is extremely dangerous and because they're not just going to come out and say, this is how we're going to do it. It's this slow desensitization. You know what I'm trying to say. It's slow. Thank you. Softening technique. Thank you. I didn't have my crayons this morning. You know, <laughs> and, and when, when the softening techniques used on us, we just slowly acclimate to it because we want convenience. Wow. Really good stuff, guys. So yeah, they're they're they've already softened us up. Uh, you know, wearing the masks and social distancing, and uh, it's you know it's it's almost like the the Matrix scene uh, where you know the the agents could like and anybody. Uh, we we saw that with people that went, you, "Where's your mask?" <laughs> like what? <laughs> like you you better get a mask. You what are you social social distancing and all that? I mean, it's just like every you know people just went matrix on us uh those of us that were like trying to warn everybody i remember 
putting my mask on and wearing it to a store and, and, and talking about it. And it's like, this is coming everybody. Uh, and people were in the store looking at me like, what are you doing? And, uh, people came online and said, oh, you're stupid. You know, blah, 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 blah. Two months later, every, everybody's locked down, wear a mask. So, uh, we, we can see the stuff that's coming. It's very easy to see it. Uh, the, the problem is to convince everybody to push back on it when it does happen and not to get, not become like the, um, the agents and become, you know, the Nazis and, and push back on us. Uh, it's just very, it's just tough because it's already, already started. Uh, there were cities, uh, LA, uh, San Francisco, uh, New York, uh, you had to have uh, a vaccination card or you couldn't go to restaurants. You couldn't go to any social, um, events, uh, and so forth. So they've already rolled it out in certain cities, big cities. So it, it's, it's, e it will be easy for them when, if they do the next push to, to go big right away and start that right away. Cause people were like, Oh yeah, let's put the mask back on and social distance and, Oh, we got to get a vaccination card. Oh yeah. It's, it's going to, and then those of us that don't, we're going to concentration camps. We're going to concentration camps. Uh, we can fight, but they'll have drones and uh, armed drones and all kind of crazy stuff at that point. So uh, we have to push back. We have to wake everybody up before it gets there. I agree 100% with that one. Hundred. I mean, you know, I love General Flint. I know not everybody does, but I do. And one of the things that he says, because I always try, you know, we heard a double speak. Well, I think there's like triple speak, quadruples. Like I think, especially when Trump speaks, I think when these men speak, there's so many messages for depending on what category of people they're talking to. And I'm like, General's always pushing local, 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 local. You know, what else could he be meaning by that? And I, I think it comes back to the conversation we had. You know, if we were to lose our ability to communicate long distance, how, how are we effective? You know, if, if we, if we rolled out, you know, as a, as a campaign map in theater, you know, troops got to be able to communicate in order to be effective. And if we focus on local and we have the same information highways and the same thought processes locally, then that long distance relationship is going to exist because all circles touch edges at some point. And I would say right now, the, the main thing that I want people to start focusing on is when you come and you watch these shows and you get this information, find out who in your local atmosphere thinks like you do and start building these connections. Because at some point, if we build enough connections, California meets Florida and we're good. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta think um, how we, how we affect this locally. And because I think there's a timeline and, and I always dodge away from them. But when you, when you gotta, when you want me to, Mike, I'll, I'll let you guys know what I anticipate the the rest of this year next year is going to look like and I, I i think i'm on point with this one man i'm unfortunately confident i'll put it that way what what are you saying cologne <laughs> give, give us uh, give us a few <laughs> and have mercy on me audience if i got 100 on this one but the reason i feel confident in it is because i've been right up to this point like 100 percent right I had two things backwards, but the timeline was still um, correct. I had said, you know, leading into summer that we were going to see uh, the Georgia indictment. And then come October, we were going to see the, the, 
the Florida Mar-a-Lago indictment. And so I just had those backwards because obviously we saw Florida one first. But in October, and just so people understand, I'm not just picking some arbitrary month. October of this year is when you're going to start to see the push in all the campaigns for all the presidential candidates. Like it's, it's, they're going to take off. And this is according to political people that I talk to. They say October is when you're going to do that. So October is when you're going to have your Georgia indictment to add to the New York one and the Florida one. And then in April is when you have the main push. This is campaign. Everything's out. Everything's out in the open. So it's going to have to happen before April. So I'm thinking sometime in February to early March, because you got to set the narrative before April comes, we're going to see the main January 6th indictment against President Trump. And in this indictment, you know, from stuff that I've talked to from people, the request to keep him remanded to custody is finally going to be made. They didn't do it for New York. They didn't do it for Florida. They didn't do it to Georgia, but they're going to do it for that one. And they're going to use these three prior indictments to solidify that request. On top of that, for those of you that are unfamiliar, there was a woman, um, Pamela Hemphill, known as MAGA Granny. And I'm going to be doing a show on her next week, and it's not a positive one, and it's unfortunate. Um, but she's she's flipped on us. She's she's become a traitor to Trump and to the movement, and she's pretty much calling Trump. You know, don't be using her story from January 6. All January 6s are guilty. And I've had a, I've spent a lot of time speaking with this woman. I and you learn how someone speaks. You learn how someone writes. How somebody texts. And she's pushing information on her social media that's not consistent with what she's done before. So the, that tells me is someone else or something else is involved in the message she's pushing. You saw with the Oath Keepers and the charges that were brought against Stuart Rhodes and these others, they're finally pushing towards sedition. So when this January 6th indictment comes out against Trump, they're going to request he's re- reprimanded. I don't think they'll get it, but they're going to try to make you know a mountain out of a molehill with this. And here's the whole purpose. They know none of these charges are, are going to stick on Trump. To include January 6th, they want to do enough to give the GOP the, uh, I don't want to say authority, but to give the GOP the excuse to keep Trump off the GOP ticket and to push DeSantis forward. Now, here's some stuff that supports where Alpha's going with this. Look at what's going on in California. And I love Harvey Dillon. Um, she was prepared to help me with my case. But she's also been involved, and Laura Lumerak is actually the one that exposed this part. Uh, they were changing some of the things that were going to take place in California. You know, we're a winner-take-all when it comes to delegates. And there was things happening behind the curtain uh, with Harvey and the California GOP that was going to allow delegates to be split. Why? That wouldn't even matter unless you were going to have a convention of the states for delegates. So if they're making moves to prepare for that, there's only one way that happens, and that's with the GOP not putting Trump on the GOP ticket. So while all this is happening, MAGA, America First, people that support Trump, everybody would be up in arms. Unless there was something to look over here, what we are talking about earlier with you guys, pandemic, famine, economic collapse. And I think right around April of, of next year, I think that's when we're going to start to see the unfolding of the pandemic because you can love Trump all you want, but family comes first. And if you got that distraction there, I think this is the way it's going to look going into the the early to middle part of next year, fellas. That's a uh, it's interesting take. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, it's, it seems to be moving that direction. Uh, they ha- they have to stop him out, and they're gonna they're gonna stop him out. 
it's, it's going to be either, you know, there's going to be a massive pushback uh, to stop them from continuing their games on us, or they're going to continue the games on us. It's that simple. Absolutely. Sean looks Absolutely. like he needs a cigar. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what I'd love on right now. I got a couple of patrons sitting over there calling us, <laughs> screaming my name. <laughs> oh, Lordy. You know, guys, it's, it's, I was, I was looking at some stuff with Trump the other day. And of course, you got so many rhinos and so much uniparty. I almost wish that he would announce that he's leaving the Republican Party and, and going out and either making his own party or run independent because it would absolutely destroy, uh, the, the, uh, corrupt GOP side immediately because they would lose so much funding. And I think it would actually boost him up. Because in a lot of the states, what we're finding is all the MAGA supporters are being pushed out of the GOP groups. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, it's happening across the country. And uh, I was actually sitting here with some of the, uh, the uh, MAGA, MAGA people that are part of the GOP here in Tennessee just a couple of hours ago. And they're even saying the same thing. So when you have leaders of that GOP saying the same thing because they see it, that's, about, that's bad. They, they, they almost wish that their own group would burn to the ground so that it could be rebuilt on, you know, integrity, honesty, fortitude, justice, and things of that nature as it should be. And, um, you know, Alpha, you know, I, I've got to agree with you. We're going to have all of these things happen. And it's amazing how, if we look through history, how, how one man can alter history in such a way. And that goes for generations and generations uh, throughout the since the existence of man, one man can make such a difference, and I think that's something that we all need to grasp right now. Uh, you may think that you're nobody, you may think that you're you know you you don't matter, but you don't know until you try, and until you take that first step. And uh, you know it's time for people to start start taking some of these steps because I guarantee you, a lot of it comes from a man who was unknown to make the biggest difference. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen, how can uh, people reach you if they want to, Sean? Uh, well, right now I've got my email up. I've got rid of pretty much all of my social media. Um, I basically dug a hole and wear my hat at night, you know, after getting <laughs> shot up. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, FTG Solutions LLC at gmail.com. Uh, I appreciate anything anybody says. Uh, appreciate all the prayers, and uh, so that's how how they can reach me. Uh, anybody who's got anything out of Arizona, I greatly appreciate it. We'll do a little reveal for y'all right now. Uh, currently working on some stuff for Katie Hobbs, the uh, illustrious young Hitlerist type woman she is, and um, we are in the current currently connecting her within two degrees. Uh, one degree, really, of a uh, thing called the National Association for Advan Advancement of Black Immigrants and Refugees that she's tied to through a nonprofit and $840 million, as well as going into two prostitution services. Wow. <laughs> wow. And that's a little something we're working on right now. And uh, I think here, maybe over the next week or two, we'll be able to do a good reveal for y'all and and put together all the pieces for you and uh you know we're gonna lift her up 
<laughs> who she really is. That's amazing. Good job. And Alpha, how about uh, you? How can people reach you if they want? Yeah, how do I follow that, man? I know. Wow, this is like uh, wow, that's like hit it out of the park at the end. Like, why at least yeah, while he's running the bases while we're like finishing up now. Alpha, you got Alpha, you got the beauty. That's all. You got the beauty. <laughs> throw you a bone, Sean. Uh, uh, you guys could find me on Rumble, the Alpha Warrior Show, um, or you can go to thealphawarriorshow.tv to find everything Alpha. And if you want to get in the trenches and fight with me, uh, go to Twitter and you can follow me there at xalphawarriorx. And I too will break some news uh, to follow in in line with Sean. Uh, and this happened just minutes before coming on this call. Uh, well, earlier today, Director Ray came out and said that there are no undercover agents that were involved in January 6th. And uh, a few minutes before me going online, uh, a very important person says, uh, I have video uh, body camera footage from a Capitol Police officer uh, making the exact statement of, we have undercover agents out there. So um, if we can pull that together, I'll be doing it tonight. If not, probably be doing it uh, an early show tomorrow um, to get that out there. I just got to make sure we do what we got to do to protect this guy because they're probably going to come after him for it. Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Two, uh, two home runs at the end. Thanks, guys. That's beautiful. All right. Amazing having you guys on. Like we should do it more often. And I'm sure we will because things are going to get hot, very hot coming up. All right, everybody, thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality.